Hey, my name's Allison Hamill, and welcome to Holy Punk, a podcast where I discuss all things punk. Last episode, I gave the rundown on the Sex Pistols, a major player in the punk industry. Today, I will discuss the punk music scene emergence in the United States. Punk originated in the United States as an underground garage rock scene in the northeastern United States around the late 1960s. Both Michigan and New York City are home to artists that laid the groundwork for the future of punk. In Michigan, during the late 60s and early 70s, the MC5 and the Stooges were creating a name for themselves as both rock bands with controversial messages. The MC5 was established in 1965 as a bar band that played most of the covers of other artists' songs. Their music quickly developed into a mix of avant-garde jazz, rock, and rhythm and blues. The narrative of their music often took on themes of radical left-wing politics. As during the 60s, events such as the women's rights movement, civil rights movement, American Indian movement, and gay rights movements were all beginning to take shape. Songs such as When Will We Be Paid by the Staple Singers, War by Edwin Starr, I Am Woman by Helen Reddy, and Watch Out by Wells Fargo, which you are listening to now, were all being produced in the 60s and 70s and were some of the best anthems in playing a role in promoting positive cultural change. Let's listen. Despite MC5's lack of popularity during their time, their influence can be seen substantially in punk. They influenced bands such as Motorhead, Kiss, Guns N' Roses, Motley Crue, Blue Oyster Cult, and Rage Against the Machine, and they continue to have influence on bands and artists today. Their live performances were entirely punk as they were loud, energetic, and engaging as they encouraged their audience to join them in their political protest, all themes consistent with punk. The Stooges, another forerunner in the United States punk scene, were otherwise known as Iggy and the Stooges. They formed in 1967 in Michigan and were known to have pioneered the punk performance. Their unhinged, senseless performances gained their popularity and allowed them to make a name for themselves in the punk industry. From smearing peanut butter all over themselves to Iggy piercing his bare chest with shards of glass, to falling face first in the crowd, and to being painfully high on drugs, their shows influenced the future entertainment industry of musicians. When Billy Joel Armstrong of Green Day inducted the band into the Rock Hall, he read a list of roughly 100 bands that counted the Stooges as an influence. Let's take a listen to what he has to say. Bands like the Adverts, Adolescents, the, the Avengers, Bad Brains, Bad Religion, Generation X, Blondie, The Boys, The Briefs, Blats, Buzzcocks, The Circle Jerks, The Clash, Degeneration, The Damned, The Dead Boys, Dead Kennedys, Descendants, Devo, De Totenhosen, Eater, The Exploding Hearts, Gang of Four, The Germs, The Gun Club, Guns N' Roses, The Hives, Joan Jett, The Runaways, New York Dolls, Rancid, The Libertines, The Lookouts, 
Pearl Jam, Metallica, Red Hot Chili Peppers, Nirvana, Fear, Operation Ivy, The Replacements, The Strokes, The Dwarves, Hole, The Ramones, The Pretenders, The Real Kids, Susie and the Banshees, The Slits, No Means No, Social Distortion, Husker Du, The Dictators, The Cramps, Stiff Little Fingers, Suicidal Tendency, Black Flag, Peaches, The Headcoats, The Undertones, Mud Honey, Sex Pistols, Gogol Bordello, Sonic Youth, The Minutemen, Bikini Kill, The Weirdos, Seven Seconds, X, Wire, The Saints, Queens of the Stone Age, Television, The White Stripes, and my fucking band too! While in New York City, the Velvet Underground was becoming known for its bold, provocative, and experimental sounds and subject matter. The rock band was established in 1964, but didn't establish themselves as the Velvet Underground until 1965. Their introduction into the rock industry started off unsteady until pop artist Andy Warhol became their manager in 1966. Andy Warhol then went on to introduce the band to German model and singer Nico, who helped to create their first album, The Velvet Underground and Nico. While Nico was later forced out of the group in 1967 and started a solo career, the Velvet Underground continued to go on and make multiple albums and performances before their split in 1970. The band's legacy continued to live on and was quickly recognized by those around them for their dominance in the rock industry. They are regarded as one of the most influential bands in rock history, and as all music writes, Few rock groups can claim to have broken so much new territory and maintain such consistent billions on record as the Velvet Underground during their brief lifespan did. The Velvet's innovations, which blended the energy of rock with the sonic adventurism of the avant-garde and introduced a new degree of social realism and sexual kinkiness into rock lyrics, were too abrasive for the mainstream to handle. Let's listen to their song, I'm Waiting for the Man, to get a sense of their style. He's never early, he's always late First thing you learn is that you always gotta wait I'm waiting for my man All working out It was during this time, the late 1970s, that punk rock fully developed into its own genre, especially in the music scene of New York City. Bands such as The Talking Heads, The Ramones, Misfits, Blondie, and the New York Dolls laid the foundation for this new genre of punk. This new genre of punk was rock and roll reimagined. Bands transformed rock into a performance. It can be said that rock before punk was starting to become tired and self-indulgent and out of touch with its audience. Punk rock transformed the rock genre into a scene of experimentation and rebellion. The nightclub CBGB was home to these artists. CBGB, short for CBGB, OMFUG, Country Bluegrass Blues and Other Music for Uplifting Gormandizers, was established on the Bowery in New York City by Hilly Crystal in 1973. The club is described as the undisputed birthplace of punk. This music venue became legendary as it was the birthplace of new genres of American punk and rock music and housed the first performances of a multitude of many influential musicians. 
artists from the B-52s, The Police, Patti Smith Group, Beastie Boys, and Violent Femmes. Other legendary artists perform there, such as the Ramones, Talking Heads, Blondie, Dead Boys, The Misfits, and so many others. The scene at CBGB was iconic, and even its bathroom became legendary. CBGB gained a reputation as a dangerous place to attend a show, as the venue often got rowdy, and there was often a lot of drug use going on during the shows. The club was small, dark, and moody, adding to the overall scene of the place. And as stated previously, the bathroom even became iconic. Iconic enough to be recreated as part of an exhibition at the Metropolitan Museum of Art. The bathroom became known for its accumulated graffiti. Bands would write their names on the walls, and the owner, Hilly Crystal, just left them there. Slowly, the bathroom became an iconic spot in punk rock history. CBGB helped to create the punk rock and new wave scene and culture of the 1970s. Let's listen to a live performance by Blondie performing Rip Herder Shreds from 1977 at the CBGB. CBGB was the turning point for punk and the artists that many of us know today. In the next episode, I will discuss the overall themes that make up punk. Thank you all for listening, and I hope to see you in the next episode. And don't forget, stay punk. Bye!